Hello, and welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 173. 173. We know absolutely nothing about 173. It's debatable if we know anything at all, really. It is. We will prove that now. Yeah. Uh, Disclaimer. Well, not so much of a disclaimer, but don't fear... We're not going to ramble on for 25 minutes about sort of rubbish this week, so, you know, we'll keep it short. He promises that early. Yeah, mm. I, I promise. I'm not necessarily going to do it. Well, that, but. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, once again, you will see that Stephen is not here. He is see, see? travelling. See? Hear more? Ooh. No, we're on camera. Do oh. Not? oh, this is, this is now a video cast. Excellent. Well, um, I apologise for the nudity. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> You've all had to. Su- I've had to suffer. Now you all will too. Um, this is episode one hundred seventy-three without Stephen. Uh, he is travelling again. He's actually in the country, though. Yeah, he's in the country. He's just. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I saw him today. Even that, a really good doppelganger. Yeah, he was really running though. It was a very brief mm. flying visit. Um, so we haven't yet discovered whether he managed to find tasty beer in America or not. I'm pretty sure there is some. Yeah, I've, I've heard somewhere this is supposed to be yeah. know, like a bit, but you know, um, this, this could all just be rumours, speculation, lies. Speaking of rumours and speculation, um, if you happen to be a home brewer, uh, 5th of November at Manchester Beer, uh, sorry, Manchester Beer Festival, Manchester Coffee Festival even. Um, Formerly we, known as Cup North. Yeah, there is going to be... Uh, the judging for a homebrew competition to brew a beer with coffee flowers. Uh, yes, we are connected with this. And please, if, if you want to have a go at it, uh, w, uh, Tampa Tantrum on Twitter or Cup North on Twitter or their websites. We've all got details on there. Uh, the more the merrier. Definitely go and have a go at it. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some good prizes and I've got some, some good stuff lined up for that. It should be lots of fun. Who do people need to... Do they need to contact those, uh, those all, addresses all, to actually get the flowers to brew the beer? Because obviously time is short. As far it as is, as yeah. So you'll need to crack on with it, I would have thought. And all the links are there on the website. And there's a registration system and it will get, get you sign up right there. Anyway, let's move on from promotional content to drinking beer. Uh, which I think was our intention originally. Yeah, that's always my intention. Mm. Everything's um, leading to beer. This is... Willem Brewery and Puffing Billy, um, which is named after Mr. Stevenson. Sorry. Puff- Puffing Billy, uh, as much as I get the reference, also sounds like a bit of an innuendo. <laughs> the, 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 Everything the, sounds like an innuendo to you. Well, yeah, I am very immature and childish in that respect, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, um, yeah, so who Mr. Stevenson was a, a Willem native. Hence, they're, they decided to reference him. Mm-hmm. Um, Willem Brewery, no longer based in Willem, interestingly. Uh, they were founded in 2000 uh, in Willem and Northumberland. I'll give you the opener. You can start with it. By, I'm getting thirsty here. By Robin Layton and uh, John Boyle. Robin Layton? No relation, yeah. to, no relation to Steve Layton. As far as we know, not. Um, Robin, unfortunately, passed away in 2005, mm-hmm. and John took... His son Matt on as as brewer. Um, he's now actually passed the business on, so Matt is now John's not involved in the business either. Now Matt's involved, um, and they've relocated this year to Newcastle. They've got a thirty-barrel plant, so that's a reasonable size. And it's it's interesting. I've only really heard 
of them in the last couple of like eighteen months or so, um, which is surprising for what's you know fairly substantially sized brewery that's been around for a fair while. Uh, I guess my I suppose it depends on how they're distributing though, doesn't it? Mm. They're only uh, selling their beer through local distributors. It might just be it's an, it just doesn't make it this far south. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting one to try because I hadn't really seen much of their beer until this. Um, I say eighteen months or so is last time I started hearing about their name. So uh, well done on beer bods on finding something from them. Um, I can see Gary pulling faces. This is a it's it's smoked a uh, smoked black bitter. It smells like a really he- heavily smoked hard cheese. Like just stick your nose in the glass, like okay. It's no, you're not, right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's like a smoked hard cheese. Mm. So, what we know about it is, um, it's got mm. roast cara and black malts in it. It uses Bramling Cross and Fuggles. And I, I guess one of the, the interesting things for me as a home brewer jumps out is five point five percent alcohol, uh, an original gravity of. 1051.5, um, which means that the attenuation, the apparent attenuation, is 82%. So that's basically how much of that sugar that you've had there at the beginning has been fermented by the yeast. And it looks like a really high percentage. Mm. Um, and in fact, I can say tasting it, you can, you can see it is a very dry beer. Yeah, but again, you'd expect, like... Yeah, at the, the end of it, it's got, like, really... For a... For so much sugar to have been fermented, you would expect it to be a little bit stronger, I'm assuming. No, I mean, it's just about the amount of, like, that's why 82% of your sugar's, well, it's not actually 82% of your sugar, but 82% is how much it appears the sugar's been converted, how much to change in, in the density of the water, the liquid, rather. So, um, yeah, it's quite a big shift. And So I, I was sat next to Roland earlier today when he was researching this, and because uh, I think it's a, a very unusual thing for brewers to actually put their original gravity on the bottle. Yeah. And, like, it caught your eye. I was just like, that's a bit, that's a bit weird. Uh, and you were, like, expecting this to be quite harsh and dry on the finish, weren't you? I wouldn't and say... The, I, way, the way you were te- t- saying it to me, I was actually a bit... I was worrying a little bit about trying this because I was just like... But I don't think... I think it's, it's not nowhere near as bad as I was expecting it to be, based on what you were saying. Yeah. In terms of it's, it is drying, but well, I say dry is a technical term in this sense, and maybe like it's easy to start talking about these things in different ways. So it's dry in the same way that like Belgian beers are dry, uh, meaning that it's there's not much sugar there. And again, it's like it's a, a dry white wine or something like that. What it means is there's not a lot of sugars left, but there's still plenty of sugar there. Mm. Yeah, and and more often it's more to do with what types of sugar, like, so using things like caramel and caramel malts and dark malts, those actually help add body and sweetness. Well, I'm going to say the body's actually really nice. Yeah, it's often not related to actual how dry it is. But you can tell on the finish of this one, like, there's no kind of... It's got a really nice start to the finish, start to the body, sorry, but then when you get to that finish... It leaves that sort of dryness to the mouth that you see. There's no kind of residual sweet, sugary chewiness left to it, um, and, it, and it's not a bad thing. It's just an, a slightly unusual thing to be that high. Mm. 
more most beers of this kind of style you know, I've expected it to be a little lower but um, so you know for once something genuinely interesting more. yeah well I'm not sure we go that far um, interestingly this is this is my my second beer from Willem um, I did have a try of the double double IPA double Jake head that I didn't get on with at all um, I didn't like that at all. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by this one. Well, you were saying as well there was a bit of a story behind that, wasn't there? That yeah, there was a, a batch that had gone out that was actually under fermented. Yeah, well, there was some. There was. I think they put out a quote saying something like, "There's some quality control issues with it." Um, it did cause a bit of a, a little bit of a minor quiet for all. Um, yeah, it, it was interesting. You were saying as well though earlier today, like the uh, bottle shop up in. Um, Stoke on Trent, um, Otter's Tears. Yeah, I've actually still got some of that. The double J kid I, I, I on the shelf, they, but because uh, it's yeah. bottle condition, they're saying it might actually be interesting to pick a bottle of that up now and see if it's improved. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I've certain. I was actually looking on Untapped earlier at check-ins, and there's some. It's got some. The the double J has got some pretty good check-ins, yeah. pretty high-scoring ones. So it'd be interesting to see if it has. I, and I think um, like. Obviously, you you'd had that negative experience, so obviously you've got a little bit of that in your head when you're trying another beer from them. Uh, but I think I don't I don't know about you, like talking about the beer. Um, I'd almost be tempted to pick one up just to give it a give it a punt. Yeah, this I'm quite enjoying this. It's all right. Yeah, no, I oddly enough, um, dark beers are not really my thing, mm. as will be well known by anybody who's listened to more than any time I've had to drink dark beer. Um, however, I'm quite enjoying this. It is, in fact, reminding me a little bit of the the dark beer I tried to brew quite recently in terms of adding some smoke to it and mm. and adding adding that little bit of things to it. I'm quite yeah. Yours, yours was a little fruitier because mm, I some it had that some it had that smoke thing, but it was it, like you, you're really sensitive to roast flavors. You don't mm. like roastiness, uh, oddly enough, with the job that we do. That's you know. One thing we we train ourselves to uh, um, consider is you know a, a fault mm, in our production, so yeah. you become rather sensitive to it. So when you find it in other products, you immediately dislike it, uh, which is a shame because in certain things it works well. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's interesting. Cause I, I think there's like the the flavour of, of Dark malts, like European, like I guess British dark malts, so, so black malt, caramel malt, that kind of thing, and the flavour of the debittered European malts, the caramel malts, and the special bee, and so on, and the flavour of smoked malts, they're all different. Um, and if you use too many of them, they can all be quite negative and quite apparent. I, I think they've, I'm well, based on their notes, it would, I suggest they've probably used all three in here, and I think they've actually done a, a really good job of balancing them. Um, I'm impressed by that kind of balance of there isn't there's smoky there's a little hint of roast there's it's, a little hint of chocolate but none of them over yeah, overwhelm it, the others. It's smoky but it's sweet smoke as well. That's the nice mm. thing I think. Like my my comment uh, when I was smelling it like this smells like a, a smoked hard cheese. Like I actually think think this would actually be a really nice beer to have if you were having a few friends around and you got like some meats and some cheeses a bit of bread and something like that. just yeah. uh, just a sip. While you were picking away, I do agree. Uh, this could be like, a really nice pairing, yeah. pairing beer as well. Mm. Not often say things like that, but yeah, I can definitely see this working with some cheese. Mm. Um, no, I am, 
I'm plenty surprised. We should talk briefly about the branding because I haven't. We didn't really touch on that one. Yeah, no, um, it's it's got a, it's got some of that traditional feel to it, but it's almost it, it looks almost like it's been done deliberately. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, afraid in, I'm in, not a, in, a, in a, you know that that retro style way, you know, like yeah. where with things that look a little bit vintage are uh, are, uh, are popular. There's <laughs> a little little of the Victoriana kind of exactly. Thing yeah, to it. it's got that. Uh, you know, you, you wouldn't look out of place in, in like uh, a Victorian apothecary's. Almost. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I am not super keen. I'm afraid. I, I don't think there's anything bad there. I like how how much space there is on it. Uh, I actually like that they've got the original gravity on there. Yeah, it's not particular. It's not cluttered in the in the least, is it? I and think a little bit more about the beer would have been nice on the bottle. Yeah, there's very little information other than the fact that it's a bottle conditioned beer and it's a smoked black bitter. And it's also odd to me that they've they've got two bits of information now on the front: the Plato and the the OG that are the same piece of information in two different formats. Yeah, well, and again, information on there that for most the, mo- the consuming public, yeah. they, they haven't got a clue what that that information relates yeah. to. Um, so it is it a slightly seems, odd, seems, odd inclusion. It seems strange that you would have that information on, but, but no information about like the green. Um, yeah, bill or anything like that. Um, I, I guess my, my it, I think the menu, the menu, the label, the label kind of backs up my thoughts, which was, I, I had, I heard a few people telling me kind of po- positive stuff about this brewery, particularly their IPA, Jake Head, um, but I, I do feel like I could walk past it if I hadn't heard that. I don't think it would stand out on a shelf for me against. I know what, I, you know, yeah, I know I, what, I, against the craft breweries and, and some of the other stuff that's out there. I know what you mean. Like, I'd, if I saw that in the supermarket, I'd think, "Oh, this is a you know a, a larger brewery." Like the, the I'm trying to think of a good example of um, something that you'd see in a, a craft section or like a supermarket that's yeah from a, a more mainstream. Yeah, something like a revisionist from Marston's or something. Yeah, yeah, and it it doesn't it doesn't do enough to distinguish itself from. uh, It's one that you're relying purely on knowing the reputation or Adams. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think if you can if you compare that to some of the other beers, like we look at again going to the north, look at Magic Rock and their cans. Look at down south, you have more beer in their cans or. You know, even bottles like the Colonel, or yeah. like, there's some really striking designs out there, and yeah, and I think uh, you know it's it's one of those like because this is good beer, and I'd, I'd mm. want to try their other stuff now based on this. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, that's a shame from their point of view. It's just like that it's, no, it's, it doesn't quite pop as much. Uh, that potentially, you know, you'll get people that'll pass this beer over just because. It yeah, does, it doesn't. I, I certainly out. think if you if you stick that in like the the craft a craft bottle shop. That I wonder if it wouldn't get a little lost in comparison to some of the other stuff, yeah. which would be a shame because, as you say, I'm enjoying this beer. I think it's been it's a, a good recipe, well brewed. I like the the balance of it all. Uh, as somebody who isn't a huge fan of dark beers, yeah, I think we're probably coming towards a, a conclusion with that because <laughs> yes, I've looped round there. Obviously, how, I've how, said, how long are we into the podcast? Let's. Do... I don't know. We have to. <laughs> don't, don't can we test? Recording. Can we test? Yes, we're 15 minutes in. We okay, we have. We can... Yeah, we've got we should, 10 we should, minutes we, to go. We should, we should try and ramble, because <laughs> we could ramble on forever, as you 
unfortunate souls that made it to the end of last week's one realise uh, <laughs> the problem with sticking a Yorkshireman in as a substitute. We do like to wax lyrical. Mm. Well, I'm we're not talking about, um, about Yorkshire beer this time, and there's no reason to uh, like quite so lyrical. Come on, not, you not can for, start with the, uh, the drink this time. Um, well, my glass is empty, so... That's generally a good sign. So um, I'll have drinking and shutting in a minute. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I've summed up most of what I want to say uh, in the last couple of minutes. You know, it's a good beer. I definitely want to try some more of their, their range based on this. Um, little little minor niggle that the branding maybe doesn't pop quite as much, but it's a minor thing really for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go eight and a half. Lost the bottle cap. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know what? I think we could be in consensus territory here. Um, oh, not again, I can't, I can't be agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, I, as somebody who isn't a huge fan of the style, I, I think this is a very balanced, well brewed beer. Um, certainly leaves me in much more positive mind than my previous experience with them. Certainly makes me want to look at some of their other stuff at some point. Um, and I guess, like we, we were talking last week about. Um, how you kind of have different opinions of breweries mm. and uh, I think it's fair to say that this hasn't removed my, um, my dislike of the previous beer that I tried from them but it certainly kind of balances it out a little bit and yeah, makes yeah. me want to say well you know what maybe I'll give them another go and yeah it's, it could just be one of those things that while it's a shame that it you know that it wasn't had quality yeah. control issues uh, you know these things happen yeah. don't they so yeah, I guess we're in that kind of territory of uh, it's done pretty well. I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to go eight and a half as well. Agreement. Um, yeah. Some, somewhere right now, Steve is just shaking his head. Totally. Yeah. Well, that, probably, that's probably, probably a fair bet, bet regardless. He's probably, he's probably doing that anyway. Yeah. yeah. He's probably seen something that he doesn't like. Uh, <laughs> hi, Steve. I think we should drink up and shut up. Well, I'm drunk up. You shut up. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> <laughs>